Hello. Hi, this is uh, Pam Electric Ghost. Hey. So we have. I just didn't have another time to do it. So, how are you? Good. So, you're Gabrielle Solange, right? Yes, this is me. And um, you're an American singer and songwriter, producer, and you're an actress as well? I am. So, your musical style is described as genre fluid. That's true. And you, um, you range from like power pop to free flowing jazz. And <laughs> so it sounds like you read my bio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it sounds like you're drawing inspiration from your multicultural background. And um, we'll, we'll be able to provide your links to your Facebook and your YouTube on this podcast when we finish. Um, yeah, so we're excited to have you on the show. We interview indie artists around the world. Our podcast is on Spotify, uh, Apple, and like 12 other platforms. Right now, we've got about 12,000 listeners. Um, so we'll, we'll start with the questions. So when did you first get into music? Well, I grew up in a musical family. By the way, I just want to say thank you for inviting me to your podcast. Um, but yeah, I grew up in a musical family, and it was just kind of expected. I didn't realize that it was like, you know, unique or anything. I, I, I think I just expected to walk outside and just run into other people who were just as musical, you know, so I didn't think it was a big deal to be musical. I am hearing a little bit of background noise, so maybe you want to have somebody turn that down. Uh, you can hear stuff? Yeah. Hold on, let me go into the room. How about now? Yeah, that's a little better. <laughs> okay. But yeah, so so what what so what age did you actually decide that you could write like your own music? I think I was seven years old because um I was uh it was definitely my third grade teacher as you know, there's certain this is I'm really passionate about. Uh, leadership and teachers because I know that my teachers have affected me greatly but I had a third grade teacher I turned in a poem for a contest and it it did win it did make it into a publication Um, and she was just like wow did you write this and I just felt like she thought I was lying (laughs) and she's like you wrote this by yourself I was like yes she's like you are an amazing writer wow and I just I really held on to that after that I just like sometimes I would lay on the floor and just write nonstop for hours and hours books like writing stories and I really wanted to write stories first but I also loved to sing so much that I would find myself adding verses to songs I already loved and before that I would basically have a new song so yeah so as, as a musician are you primarily a vocalist or do you play an instrument as well um, I'm learning piano at this moment. I just started taking piano because uh, I'm pretty, I'm, I play by ear okay. and I've learned different songs throughout the years, but I just wanted the freedom to accompany myself. Also, it really helps so that I don't have to find a band. <laughs> yeah, because I'm, I'm an electronic musician, so I use synthesizers and drum machines and, and I have my own, own home studio. And so I, I used to be in bands and they wouldn't show up for practice. And so you learning yeah. how to use the keyboard kind of opened it up that you can compose anything. Um, yeah. Yep. And I electronically produce also. So I make, I, I have a synthesizing keyboard and I use logic and splice and I just kind of do it all together. And I love electronically producing, but learning piano, uh, 
outside of just you know playing simple things because you can like cut it up and edit it and layer it yeah but i wanted to be able to actually play yeah. without doing all that live so i'm working on that part well that's that's what i noticed today just i've been talking to a lot of bands um i've been going between talking to djs and electronic musicians and then like full rock bands and one thing that yeah. the full rock band you know they they play guitars bass basses drums piano and they mentioned like when they go into a recording studio they kind of use the studio as um like another tool and and when you're playing with you know yeah. all the folks who are musicians you know having that talent to actually play a keyboard or play a synth real time um it does change the way the music is done you know it, it's just a different type of experience but yeah, a lot yeah. of folks are able to use Logic or, you know, they're able to use Ableton Live or any of the other DAWs, like, you know. Um, but but it's, I think it's always good if you're a vocalist to be able to accompany yourself on a guitar or a piano. It just gives you some authenticity, I think, as a, as a writer. Yeah, that is cool. I, I think it gives you authenticity as a musician. Uh, but it sucks that it, I mean, <laughs> it sucks because I think you're just as legit just being a writer and a singer is a lot already. Um, but I think, you know, it, it just helps. Yeah, well, yeah. I think the singer-songwriter musician, if you go back to, like, Dylan, Neil Diamond. Yeah, you got to have an instrument. Yeah, if you go back to, you know, the, like, you know uh, a lot of the old classic 70s, you know, musicians. The singer-songwriters, you know, from the Elton Johns to the Carol Kings. It, it, yeah, you're it's right. It's because, you, they, you know, Carol King is on that piano, you know. Yeah, you're right. And, I think I just kind of was in denial for a long time because I love writing and singing so much that I kind of felt like that's enough. I would do, I did, I have one acapella song actually on Spotify called The Way You Love Me. And it was because I didn't have music and I was like, well, I don't want that to hold me back. But I finally um, started electronically producing. And then, you know, even that when you're performing, I feel like being an electronic producer is a big deal. I do, especially being a woman. I've had people tell me like, oh, wow, it's so cool. You're a girl producer. Uh. And it does take a lot of work um, and learning. But I feel like even that is not as, um, it's like there's something about having an acoustic set that draws people in. The intimacy of um, creating something live right in front of someone. That, yeah. Uh, having a like having that skill adds no matter what. So I had to just kind of accept that. <laughs> well, there are other tools, you know, I, I was looking at NAM this year, which is a big show of electronic music tools. Yeah. And, you know, there's, there's a company, Akai, that makes this thing called the force. And what it does is it gives you the ability to be like a DJ, but it has a production grid that allows you to play live. So, if you're familiar with recording in a DAW, this actually lets you access all your DAW tools and link to hardware sense and play live on it. And you can actually link keyboards and stuff to it, but you actually can play the pads like a piano. And, yeah, that's super dope. And I thought, I don't think I'm confident enough to do that. <laughs> yeah, but this, there are people that don't know how to, yeah, there are folks that don't know how to play piano, but they know how to produce. And once they yeah. learn how to trigger those pads, you can actually yeah. have a song with all your triggers and all your splices and all your 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 scenes and and your different um uh you know elements your samples to be all structured so you can actually kick them off in real time and, and yeah and in that way you can actually do something 
that you're not necessarily have to be the best piano player, but you just have to have a production mind for music. And then you, and if you use these tools, you can link them to real keyboards or other alternative things. And it gives you a way to perform where you're not just on a CDJ kind of singing to the CDJ. You can actually interact and change things in real time. That's super dope. Yeah. So I think you might want to look into that when you, when you get into it, um, just because it's about the same as price as a computer and it's a standalone unit. It doesn't need a PC. It actually has all the stuff inside of it. Well, I actually, I thought about even starting with my, um, I have a, a Mo, is it a Mo XF? I always get the letters mixed up, but you know, like a Yamaha. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good machine. That's a good scent. Yeah, you could, but you could, you could. I could just do things live on that, but I, once again, I, I'm just so used to kind of like staying in my writing singing zone that I'm, I need to just kind of practice it, build confidence and actually create a set, you know, that I feel comfortable with. And that's going to be the next step. Yeah, definitely. Cause um, you know, I've done live performances in New York city and Boston and I'm a synth player. So I have modes and Rollins and, and sequencers and drum machines. I do like a one person band. Um, that's super and you, I would love, I would love that. That is like <laughs> probably my next dream. Although I love one of the other things is I think it's just been a hard journey for me to accept the work and the dedication that it takes to transform yourself into a one person band, because that's never been my main passion. I, I love it as a hobby, like, Oh yeah, mm -hmm. I like creating that. But to know that I have to do that, it kind of, it's been bittersweet and I've had lots of moments where I just, I, I love the relationship of a band. I love, you know, interaction and the teamwork and camaraderie of having a band. So it almost was like this, like loneliness on stage feeling like I don't want to do this alone, but um, me just gaining confidence and being out performing and realizing like when you chase your dreams, you really, it's okay to team up with people. And that is the goal, mm -hmm. but you really can't allow lack of people by your side to hold you back. Well, yeah. lack of well sometimes as an artist, you look at a guy like Ed Sheehan, you know, he's able um, to go out there by himself as a singer songwriter on stage with just his guitar and he did, did yeah. you know they sometimes he, because it's hard to wait for people or to get the right team and if you've, yeah. you're a singer songwriter you've got these ideas you kind of have to kind of get the confidence to get out there and say you know what I've got this vision I, I can't wait for other people to jump on it if they jump on it after I get out there then you can kind of like self-actualize and, and make make yeah. it happen <laughs> that's true and sometimes I, I used to be in bands and then they a lot of people would stop stop showing up to practice and i still had these ideas and i just kept them building up uh all my synths and so i kind of used the synths to be you know when you're a synth player and you have all your modes and stuff they, they become kind of give you a level of confidence knowing that when you hit the stage with a moog or a roland synth it, it has so much power that you get a lot of confidence <laughs> um, if, you right. can, if you can play it. And so then, then it becomes like the performance aspects and the stagecraft and all those things. But yeah, that's all about, about like music. So are you, we were talking about your process and you say you, you're using like a DAW, you're using a digital audio workstation, you have a Yamaha um, synth. And um, what would you say your writing style is? I said your genre is kind of cross genre, your genre fluid, but if somebody was going to, what what's your primary reference for like when you do your music? Who are the people you look up to? Um, you know, I think that it's always changing, and that's why I say genre fluid because I just grew up with such a different variety of music. I never 
I never knew anything. I didn't understand that genres were even a thing. I just knew that it was music. Um, and so to learn that there are labels and categories for music, it's, it seems like it's going backwards. And I don't like to think along the lines of that. It's really hard for me to categorize my music because it does sound like maybe I have a song that sounds more like a modern, like Tori Kelly. Yeah. And I'm drawing inspiration from old stuff by Selena mm -hmm. um, and um, Diana Ross and old, like the old school, like 80s Michael Jackson or Stevie Wonder and Whitney Houston and stuff I grew up on. But then I also grew up on Nat King Cole. I love old Nat King Cole. Well, that's a good, and, that's a really good start. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love that stuff. But then the things that I loved because I grew up in a suburban, suburban kind of lifestyle for the first part of my life. Um, I loved Britney Spears and Mandy Moore and every Disney song. So I would almost feel like if I had to pick a main genre, it would probably be Disney. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if pop. that's a genre. Like pop, yeah, like, yeah, commercial pop, you know. And even like, not even just commercial pop, but like cinematic sounding movie score. Okay. Yeah. Type stuff. Yeah. I mean, you've got like a good reference point because music, a lot about music today, when I talk to a lot of musicians, from punk rockers to, you know, alternative rockers to, you know, jazz guys to country guys to all different types of musicians, uh, you know, being able to kind of mix up genres and not be locked into anyone is, is good because as a musician, you grow by bringing in other things, you know. And, yeah. so, and so I think, you know, it's good to not lock yourself into any one genre and then just kind of build your own style. Yeah. I think a lot of times also I write without music. And so because I write without music, there is no genre because the music bends to the words. It It's not the other way around. Yeah. It's like a lot of people, you know, you give them a beat or they start with a band and then they form words to fit the music. But since I'm free to write, you know, I write my journal turns into poetry, turns into lyrics to a song. And now I can just, you know, let's make this a country song. You know what? Mm, that lyric right there feels more like a ballad. So it sounds Especially like you start like a, like a singer, songwriter, you know, lyricist, um, and then you're a vocalist. And, if, you know, vocalist is a musician. You know, you can actually, there are vocalists that are able, like Michael Jackson was famous for vocalizing parts. You know, James Brown used to vocalize parts that he actually couldn't play, but he would tell bass players what notes to play by kind of, you know, scatting or, you know, vocalizing the notes. And so that's been a, like a big tradition in music, at least African-American music, where people might not have known how to write it, um, but they actually could tell people, the bass player, what to play, or, or yeah. you know, they could actually kind of vocalize what they wanted. And um, that's a big tradition, you know, in, in, in music. Um, yeah, I would say that, that my voice is my first instrument, definitely. I do a lot of my favorite, I think Brandy, Brandy Norwood, the singer, um, she's a big inspiration with how she layers her harmonies and her voice. Yeah. I, I'm very, um, I've learned so much from her. And so my voice, I'm very particular when I do create music because I don't, I, I hear everything. I hear all of how I need it to go in my head first. And then I just have to go find the keys or find the strings. That's cool. They, you, a lot of musicians do that. I mean, there are musicians I've, I've heard, you know, they kind of have the whole thing in their head, you know, and then it kind of comes <laughs> out. And they kind of drive themselves, you know, Stevie Wonder was famous for doing that on songs, songs in the key of life. You know, he was able to have these ideas and then translate them 
pretty much exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, I mean, it's like, you know, great musicians are always able to kind of have their vision, you know? And so, yeah. Yeah. So I was looking at your, your, your Spotify and, um, and your music out there, we will reference your Spotify and your, your Apple accounts on our podcast. So you, yeah, maybe, um, maybe show people my website because unfortunately my Spotify doesn't have that much on it, especially the Christmas songs. Yeah. Like all these, all these extra projects I do or, I have like a song lately that I've been performing a lot about racism and colorism. None of those things are like recorded because I just do them live and okay. I'm not even sure how I want the music to go. So I'm just being patient with the process of recording. Okay. Well, we can refer to your main page. Um, just make sure you, is that like on your Facebook, the link to that? Yeah, I think so. Okay. On my, on my Gabrielle Solange Facebook, there should be gabrielsolange.com is the website's super simple. Okay, so we'll we'll refer to that. We'll, we can put multiple links. Uh, you know, the links are, are 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 they're actually clickable on the iPod on the Apple version of the podcast, and they're clickable on Radio Public. But for some reason, Spotify doesn't make them clickable. But I- to show up, <laughs> but you can't click them; they won't go anywhere. But um. Just to let your fans know, but got it. So, so have you thought about like getting like collaborating and working with a full band um, as like a future idea, or you still like just want to do the singer songwriter, present yourself, and just you know get your playing up to to where you want it to be to do that? Um, well, I always wanted a band, but it's just you know right now I'm seeing a lot of times um, as a guest singer for other bands. Um, like mm-hmm. I'll show them my songs. They'll learn it for that one gig, and then I'll move on. I I just don't have a band because <laughs> uh, yeah. as a musician, you know, you gotta sacrifice a lot. You have to invest a lot, and um, I haven't found the team of consistent people willing to do that um, and just kind of make their way slowly. And it's you know, especially um, people have families. You know, we're all adults, so. You know, yeah, yeah. they're not able to immediately see a reward. I understand not being able to make that investment. So, you know, me doing solo things um, is just, I just do what I have to do as far as learning piano. But um, I would love to have a full band. I have performed many times with a band, full band, duet, whatever. Um, anytime I can collaborate, I'm always open. I just like to have very, very professional quality and just really driven people who kind of get the vision and the purpose of sharing music, people who are open, people who love to be fluid like me. And um, yeah, that's the goal is just to have people who are, you know, going after the same things to partner with. And even if it's just for one gig, but that's what I've been doing. Just making friends with people who are just as driven as me. Well, I, I believe that I've seen today that there is a lot of capability for artists to be, um, you know, producer performers as like solo acts that you can do pretty much everything. Um, and so, yeah, you, you're, you're not going down the wrong road because with the technology, like I told you, like with the, you know, the MPSCs and the, and the, and the Akai products out there, and there's so many different things, tools that if you get them, you can actually be a solo performer and actively you know, control your sound. If you're that driven, you know, if you're really driven to have a certain sound, you can actually create it as, you know, you're already in that production. So that's a good thing to do because a lot of music today, 
you can just show up at a club that has a CDJ, and if you've got your production all set up, you can just do it. Um, so it's um, what's a CDJ? You know, a CDJ is what DJs use in clubs. It's like those pioneer rigs that electronic musicians, like DJs, specifically use, but they can be used for backing vocal, you know, the backing tracks for professional musicians. So a lot of times you'll see in clubs all over the world, they, there's a standard called the CVJ, which is a pioneer system that allows you to have all your music from your production studio, your Pro Tools, or your Ableton can go onto these devices. And the DJ at the club can just load it, and then you can sing over your track. You, they can mute your vocal track, and you can sing your exact song. Um, I've gone to New York and there's lots of bands that use these or clubs that use them. Yeah, I'm kind of still learning because uh, I think I I had a I was in a band before and I I did things a totally different way before and so I took a long break from music and then and when I came back everything was different so I just kind of had to start somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just if you get out there, you just might want to check into that because that the standards in most clubs like in, in New York and even in LA. Um, for for a lot of electronic music or even you know pop music are using these CDJs, which allow you to have your project from your DAW. Okay. And so you're to, and actually load it, and then you can actually give it to the DJ or the the soundboard people. They can run it, and then you can actually sing your. You just have a microphone and you sing over your song. Yeah, but so I you find just kind of like singing yeah. the tracks. You mean? Like yeah, you basically else? you give them their tracks, and you know, and they can run it. Through, through their systems. They usually like use Ableton Live or Logic or whatever. And they can actually run them on a CD and they can actually, you know, add some some other things to them. They can do mixing, like live on stage. They can do, you know, hybrid versions where they can kind of remix their thing live. Uh, and, and so it gives you a lot of capability if you learn how to use those. Uh, and then on top of it, <clears throat> if you learn yeah. the piano and stuff, you can kind of play with you it. Okay. Hey, I'm so sorry. I almost, I have to go very soon. Um, do you have any okay. other questions? No, it's just um, you know, uh, we usually ask you what you feel about streaming services and the current state of the music industry, and then um, what your feelings are on that, and then we'll close. The current state of the music industry. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't. I don't know exactly. Like what I'm expected to say or what people usually say, I tend to just look at how it can benefit me or how I can add to it. And so things that I can think of are just like how amazing it is to be able to share your stuff on Spotify without a record label or how amazing it is to have the platform YouTube or the ability to even create your own podcast like you're doing and to give the power back to the people. You know, there's like, uh, you know, um, funding campaigns and funding websites, Patreon, like, it's really a revolutionary thing, although it does take some adjusting to if you're like me, and it kind of happened as you were already felt, and as you already thought it, you knew what it took, um, and you kind of have to adjust. I think these younger kids really have a huge advantage just growing up in it, <laughs> and, yeah. um, but I think it's just awesome because I get to adjust and be a part of it. And I can humble myself and learn something new. And at moments where I should have given up, I don't have to feel that way now because I know that there are other ways I can make it. There are other ways I can be heard. And I think it's just become really accessible because of the internet. And I'm, I'm very thankful for where the industry is 
I don't know if I can say call it the industry anymore even. It's just how things are, you know? Well, I think it's really good because this is an example. I've been a, a musician since I was like 18, I'm 50. And um, like an international producer and record label found me on SoundCloud and now we're getting ready to put out one of my singles on a, on a bigger label. Wow, and yeah. So, so sometimes it's like you work a long time and I've had a dream since I was 18, I'm 50. I didn't stop. I started doing this podcast, you know, I started putting my stuff on SoundCloud. I've got like 80,000 listeners on SoundCloud, but worldwide. And then a producer found me. And I've got tons of compositions. But they, one song finally got heard by a, a big producer. And um, now it's going to come out this summer. So hey, you, you, what I would just say, as, as, a, as a musician, you just got you just got to keep on doing what you're doing. You yeah. know, don't let other people kind of your dream is your dream and you don't let other people take it away from you yeah you kind of control it (laughs) sorry (laughs) i was just gonna say i really love and admire um because you mentioned your age and how long you've been having this dream and that's something that i have battled with because i feel like the world is very hard on people and i feel like we set these expiration dates for our dreams and these age limits and we kind of worship the youth and there are so many great people that didn't even break into their careers or into their genius until later in life and we just don't give credit to the process and um, i think the way that things have changed for this generation and the internet and everything it's just finally bringing that truth to be a reality for more people yeah so I'm glad I was able to talk to you. I see that you you probably got to get going, but yeah. it's cool that we have you on. We're going to put this out. We'll send you the links. We'll put the information out. It's going to get published tonight. We'll send you links as they become available. And I was glad that you were able to come on the show. And we'll talk to you when you have other projects available and you maybe have some more time. All right. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Talk to you later. Okay. Thank you. Bye. This is Family Electric Ghost, and we're working with Natural X, who is a distributor and manufacturer of CBD oil. Now, you shouldn't settle for inferior CBD oil. Uh, Natural X is, is not an inferior CBD oil. It is the superior CBD oil. There are no additive chemicals. It's available in all 50 states. It's water-soluble. It's high-absorbing, full-spectrum CBD with terrapins. Now, The difference between THC and CBD, you might not know. So THC is a psychoactive portion of cannabis and is commonly found in marijuana in higher amounts and is very uh, low, if any, in the hemp plant. CBD is a cannabinoid devoid of psychoactive effect. In other words, you can't get high from CBD. After THC, CBD is by far the most studied natural cannabinoid and is gaining popularity faster than THC because of its healthy properties without drug uh, side effects attached to it. So if you click on the link that we're gonna provide in a couple minutes, um, you'd be able to get this really good CBD. So why would you take Natural X CBD? Well, it's the most stable, longest lasting, highest absorbing CBD. It's fast, it's fast. It's got 15 minute absorption rather than slow 60 to 90 minute peaks. It's the highest, highest absorption rate in the industry. It's real CBD oil, not liposomes or nanoparticles. It's got a super long shelf life, can store for two years, no need for refrigeration. It's made from hemp, not marijuana. It's clean, healthy, organic hemp, 
sourced from the best farms. It's full-spectrum, top-quality hemp CBD, not cheap CBD isolates. Enjoy the healthy entourage effects of full-spectrum CBD oil. It's not addictive, and there's no psychedelic drug effects. It's available, as we said, in all 50 states. Easy to use, to swallow a little every day. Tastes great, no disgusting, oily, bitter taste. Best value in hemp CBD, you get more usable CBD for your money. You save money by purchasing today with the special pricing pricing from Natural X. It's proudly made in the USA, and there are no worries because you have a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you click our link, we've got a bit.ly link to make it easier for you. So the link that you use to, to be able to purchase this is bit.ly forward slash 2SV small b capital H V W. So let's do that again. It's bit.ly forward slash 2 capital S capital V lowercase b capital H lowercase v lowercase w. We'll do that once more. It's bit.ly forward slash 2s capital V lowercase b capital H lowercase v w. Now, this link is also on the podcast. So if you can't get it from here, just look at the podcast. You will see the link there and you can just click on it. And I hope you enjoy uh, this product and um, we'll talk to you again. Keep on listening to the Family Electric Go Show because we talk about all kinds of things. You'll be able to get information about all types of products like this product from Natural X, their Natural X CBD. Thank you.